This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. Money is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And Mark, we're back. We're back. Like we've been saying it for weeks. Oh, we're gonna have football back. Mm-hmm. We finally were able to we watch. We really games. have real football. We were able to watch games. It's what, back. What'd you What'd you think from week one? Week one was a lot of fun. It was great. Um, I really enjoyed just how many games were close. Were close and just exciting throughout. You know, it was fun. I never had a moment where I was like, oh, maybe I'll go do this other thing really quick. Nope. I was on the couch. I was just watching football all day. It was it was amazing. This is exactly what you want. Uh, this is what we've been waiting for. Well, and I mean, like, just to name a few, you had the Cowboy-Giant game was wire to wire the whole way. Lions-Colts in the afternoon. The two-point conversion. Jack Del Rio kind of taking his testicles, putting it in the, uh, the old wheelbarrow from mm-hmm. South Park. And just marching down uh, Main Street there going, hey, you know what? I got these big testicles going for two. And that was just to name a few. I mean, Jameis Winston had a huge game for the Buccaneers, which surprised me. I didn't think that they were going to play, not not play as hot as they did, but Atlanta kind of laying, not laying an egg, but I thought Jameis they'd come lit out it up. He did. He had no problems. He did not care. He just went out there and said, "Yeah, you guys want four th- four tutties? I'll throw four tutties." And that Here defense, and that defense wasn't playing Tampa too. Yeah, wasn't playing that lovey Tampa too. But we're gonna look at some of the games from not necessarily this week, but l- taking this week, looking into next week. The three we're gonna focus on for you guys: we've got Bengals, Steelers, we got Colts, Broncos, we got Eagles, Bears. Those are the three that we're gonna look at. And let's start with the North. And I mean. This is a matchup looking into week two that is completely two different sides of the table. The Bengals, they didn't impress me. A one-point win over the Jets, and I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, the Jets are a good team, but I look at Andy Dalton, and he's got 366 yards, one touchdown, one INT. He was sacked seven times. Then you look at Big Ben and the Steelers. They lit it up. They lit it up. And unfortunately, to be honest, because uh, fantasy football, Mark, was not very happy about this whole Big well, Ben Dave throwing had, three touchdowns and two of them going to Antonio ben, Brown. Dave had Big Ben and Antonio Brown. And then I go to sleep, you know, and I'm like, I, I can admit that I didn't watch the, the L.A. Rams play. Who, who did? Were, yeah, who, who wanted did? to? Um, if I mean, you did, you're lying. It, it's dumb for the NFL. I don't understand. I know that they're in L.A., but it's dumb for— Put the, some better teams on. Not even that. Just don't put a game at 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern time. There's no reason for that. I'm not. No one's going to stay up and watch that. Anyways, um, so, yeah, it's just—I I go to sleep, and I'm like, I got this. You know, Todd Gurley, he's going to get six points. That's all he needs. All he needs to do is get me six points, and I got this game locked up. He got me, like, five or four. No, he got me four, I think, is what it was. You can only get me four points. I drafted you as my, like, main running back. Mm -hmm. All right? Ah, it just, it, it bugs me. It bugs me. I'm still not over it. This is what fantasy football does to you. But this Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a reason why I picked them to go and win the Super Bowl this year, and that's exactly what it is. It's the D'Angelo Williams doesn't care that Bell's not here. He doesn't care about that. He's going to go out there and get 143 yards, two touchdowns. Big Ben can throw it all day against anybody. Antonio Brown's one of the best wide receivers out there. They've got everything they need. You know, and I'm not trying to criticize the Bengals too much. The Bengals, they won their game. You know, they won only by a point against a good team, the New York Jets. But it's just not a, you know, it's just not a super impressive win. I mean, Andy Dalton, sure, he throws a touchdown, but he throws an interception. He threw for a lot of yards. I'll give him that. And he was pretty accurate, you know, throughout the day. He definitely was very accurate, really. But they couldn't get much going with the run game. You know, A.J. Green, of course, he's going to light it up. And Brandon LaFell did well. But he was the only one that lit it up. Well, Brandon LaFell did pretty good, too. Uh, 
but it's yeah, just but like, only like he it did. Just, it doesn't match up with what the Steelers. Well, have. he did well enough for four catches. Like if you look at it, well, oh, he only had four catches. Oh, but he had ninety-one yards from those four catches. Fine, you can say that was a good job. But to me, when I see, of course, you're going to throw the ball towards AJ Green more. And there was a tweet I can't remember who it was from. From I want to say it was NFL Network. Kind of making fun of Revis Island, saying that, well, A.J. Green's just sitting there having Mai Tais on Revis Island all day. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to go to A.J. Green, but I'm kind of looking at this game, and I look at the Bengals, and I go, okay, maybe Sanu and Jones, maybe losing them is bigger than we all thought it would. When all the Bengal fans were like, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that we lost them. We're going to be fine. Maybe you're not going to be as fine as you once thought. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you know, having uh Hugh Jackson no longer there for offense coordinator, I I've been saying that I thought that was one of the big things, one of the big issues, and I know people don't like that I still am carrying over some of that bad team energy, that bad uh, vibe that they had from the playoffs. People aren't happy that I'm still carrying that over. It's still important. But yeah, it just it showed a bad sign for the team. It just showed a team that was not in a good uh, mental state, essentially. Uh, I'm sure somebody's mad at me for saying that. But it's just when you have all these things building up with the Bengals and they still can't win a playoff game, I just can't. I can't have that much confidence in this team. Like I said, this is still a team that can easily go to the playoffs, but wild card. When it comes to the team that's you know going to win the, the AFC Steelers. North, it's the Steelers. It's the, their division to lose. Well, I like to make this joke whenever we talk about a North division, but right now the Steelers look like king of the North, king and of the North. Pretty much because, like we've been saying, you know, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, D'Angelo Williams – once we get Le'Veon Bell, I mean, how do you stop this offense? And what I do mean, you do? and I mean, after Week One, unless there's injury, of course, to the Steeler team, I kind of wanted to like after watching this week. I know I can't because the predictions are now final. We've actually played regular season games, but I kind of wanted to say, well, man, I probably should have picked the Steelers. Yeah, to be should've. a first-round buy team instead of the Colts because the Colts didn't look good. We're going to get to them a little bit later in the podcast. But I looked at this week and I went, man, I could definitely see a Steeler-Patriot AFC title game. I know I had it in the divisional round. I could totally see that as a playoff game, more so now as a AFC title game winner going to the Super Bowl. And after I know it's only week one, but those are the top two teams in the AFC yeah. that I look at. Patriots look good with Jimmy Garoppolo. Steelers looked great with that physical mentality that Mike Tomlin likes them to play with. Big Ben looked better than ever. Antonio Brown looked solid. They even got a top performance out of rookie Eli Rogers. They just looked like a great team. They oh, looked for like sure. a super built a Super Bowl built team. I I almost wanted to say a super built team, which yeah. is almost the same thing. Basically the same thing. Yeah, they're just, you know, they they just have all the pieces that you need right now. And I think that the Bengals can put up a fight, of course. They can definitely put up a fight. But you kind of look at the uh, the complete teams, and really the Pittsburgh Steelers have that complete team mentality right now. And A.J. Green's still going to get a shit ton of yards. You know, Andy Dalton's still going to throw some touchdowns on this team. But I don't think you – I don't think that the Bengals have enough parts – to match up with what the Steelers can throw out there. And this is the home game coming up. Uh, So I think that that's going to... Home game for the Steelers, then. Yeah, home game for the Steelers. So I think that carries some weight to when they don't have Le'Veon Bell. They're going to perform a little bit better at home, so that way when they have that road game, when they have to go to Cincinnati, having Bell out there, it's just one more piece to the Mm -hmm. puzzle. You know, it just makes it that much tougher to where it's it's hard to for. I mean, you look on paper, it's hard for the Pittsburgh Steelers to sweep the Bengals. But hey, I think they can do it. Well, I'm going all in on these Steelers. I mean, I was already all in before the season even started, but I'm all in on this team. I'm going to ask you this, and this has to do more about that Steeler Redskin game that we saw last night as we're recording this podcast on Tuesday. Why wasn't Josh Norman on Antonio Brown? 
I feel like that's a big question we are all asking ourselves today. Why mm-hmm. wasn't Josh Norman on Antonio Brown? Your number one corner should be on the number one target on the other team. Isn't this the criticism that we have uh, or that Patrick Peterson had of Richard Sherman saying, hey, you stay on your side of the field. You're not the best corner. I'm the best corner because I take the number one receiver well, no matter what. Well, And this wasn't – and the only thing I'm coming out and I have to defend Josh Norman with that, this wasn't a Josh Norman thing. It mm-hmm. was the coaching staff saying, that's your side of the field. Yeah. Stay there. I think you're stupid. Well, I don't think Richard Sherman is saying, no, I don't want yeah, wide receiver one. This but, is my side of the field here. But the only de- the only difference is that LOB defense is mm-hmm. so stacked. Yeah. The guy that the Redskins put on Antonio Brown couldn't hang with him. Couldn't hang with him. Josh Norman needs to be on the number one wide receiver no matter what side of the field he's on. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the mentality. I don't know if it's a thought that, you know, it just so happens that – this is what he's been practicing, and this is where we got him in the playbook. It just happens that Antonio Brown's not there. Or if it's a situation of them saying, well, you know what? At least we know he'll shut everybody else down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Antonio Brown doesn't matter if the ball's not getting thrown there. And I know you're probably saying, well, Ricky, that's the point. So that they, they don't throw the ball there. But why would you want them to throw the ball at their number one target? Wouldn't you want it the other way around? Yeah. I, I don't understand, but at the same time, I think that Josh Norman, like we said, you know, long, long time ago, and if Redskins fans were mad at us, I don't think that Josh Norman was like the best fit for the Washington Redskins. And I don't mm-hmm. think the Washington Redskins were the best fit for him. Uh, and I think this kind of shows it of not necessarily that they don't know what to do with him, mm-hmm. but you just have this situation where you're saying, here is the one guy that could possibly stop Antonio Brown. And you didn't use him properly. So what are you doing? You know, why Why did this, why would you let yourself make that mistake? Why would you pay this money if you're not going to use the guy? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, hindsight, of course. But at the same time, you just think this was an obvious one. You know, mm-hmm. this was two plus two equals four. There's no doubt in anyone's mind this is how it should have been. But hey, you know what, though? I'm willing to say it. Antonio Brown, he would have beat Josh Norman. They would have still won. Before we move on, is there anything Bengals Steelers that we didn't touch? You think we should hit? Um, no, I think that it'll be a tough matchup. Uh, I don't want to. I know we're kind of making it seem like we're just giving the Steelers an absolute blowout right now. I just with this Bengals team, I just think that it's gonna like. Are they gonna be a good team? Yes, but don't be surprised if you guys are both ten and six. Steelers get in, you guys don't. Steelers aren't going to be ten and six. That's for sure. They're going to be better than that. But I just think that the the thing for the Bengals is the Bengals are always the Bengals. They are always a good team. They get to the playoffs, but they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And I say it every damn year. But when when is enough enough? You know, when are you sick of just being good enough? And when do they get rid of Marvin Jones? Yeah. When do you want to? When do you want to move on to or Marvin Lewis? They already. Marvin Jones is gone. I'm talking Marvin Lewis, the head coach. When do you want to move on? When do you want to do something else? When do you want some success? Because you got a damn good team out there, and you can't you can't get enough out of them. I'm sure somebody mm-hmm. out there can get something out of them. Okay, and before we move on, Bengal fans, Steeler fans, want to hear from you guys. Let us know down below what you think of this upcoming game. Is this division, are we crowning the Steelers too soon after a week one win and the Bengals won too, so don't forget that. Let us know down below in the comments section. But we're going to move on to our next kind of game that we're looking at for week two. Colts the Broncos. And the Broncos got the win. Colts lose to the Lions. This one's simple for me. How much longer can Andrew Luck carry this team? Like, it's just ridiculous at this point. The guy throws... For almost 400 yards, he was like, what, 15 yards away from doing that. Four touchdowns, no INTs. He was only sacked two times, even though that offensive line is complete shite. No run game. Frank Gore only got 60 yards. You need more production out of him. It's just, when are the Colts going to get it that we need to help this guy out? We need to help him because the defense totally let that game go. It's not even really when are the Colts going to figure out that they need to help Andrew Luck. It's 
when are the Colts going to figure out that just having an absolutely incredible quarterback is not enough? Because for all the time they had Peyton Manning, they only got one Super Bowl. That's a joke. I well, say it's a poorly run. It's because they're it's a, it's a poorly, poorly run, run organization. organization. Yeah, I say the same thing about the, the Green Bay is Packers. An idiot. The Green Bay Packers, the same thing. The Green Bay Packers have two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history mm-hmm. in the last you know couple decades, and they have two Super Bowls to show for it. One for Brett Favre, one for Aaron Rodgers. That's a joke. You should be ashamed of yourself. Whereas you look at teams like. The Patriots, look mm-hmm. how many Super Bowls they we have. We just Tom talked Brady. about the Steelers. We just talked about the Steelers. Look at just the Broncos. Look at just John Elway with Peyton Manning alone. Two Super Bowls, one win. Yep, exactly. Two, he went to as many Super Bowls with Peyton Manning in three years that Peyton went to his whole time in Indy. You just and can't, had the same results. You just can't rely on. Having a great quarterback who can make everybody else better. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't work to have only that. And the Colts never give their quarterback enough. I mean, the one Super Bowl that Peyton Manning did win with the Colts, obviously he had a great supporting cast. You know, that's one of the reasons why he was able to get that Super Bowl. Right now, Andrew Luck does not have that great supporting cast. I mean, you know, T.Y. Hilton and Dorsett. Those are your great you know, wide receivers. You have but, Frank Gore out there for your running back. And I don't want to take anything away from that Peyton Manning Super Bowl win, but you could say arguably, arguably if the Bears have a better quarterback, that defense helps them win that Super Bowl. It probably should have. It probably should have if Rex Grossman de- didn't unleash the dragon. Because that defense was the best defense we've almost ever seen in Chicago since 85. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And... It's just the thing is, I, I don't know what the Colts are doing. I don't know what the thought process is. I hope that Andrew Luck, you know, as smart as the man is, I hope he's smart enough to at some point realize shit's got to change. Because the unfortunate thing, when you got a guy like Andrew Luck who can carry this team into the playoffs year after year, which is what Andrew Luck's going to do, uh, he's going to get this team into the playoffs constantly, and they're just not going to mm-hmm. be good enough to compete with the top dogs. Is I, this year the different year, though? Because you've got Texans look pretty. I know that mm-hmm. they played a Bears team that's going through, as um, Rankin talked about in his game reaction, some growing pains. But you kind of look at the Texans looked pretty they look solid. Good. That defense is scary. The Jaguars look solid in the loss. Mm-hmm. I mean. And the Titans exist. Yeah, the Titans are there. But uh, mm-hmm. you, you saw some. Pretty good teams right there in the same division as the Colts. Yeah, and I but I think that the the Colts always are going to be that team that's around, whether it's wild card or division. Uh, they do have some tough tough uh, opponents out there, but I still think you know Andrew Luck went out through four interceptions. I mean, four touchdowns, no mm-hmm. interceptions. The guy's going to go out there and he's going to play. It just happens that Matthew Stafford went out there and fucking willed his team to a victory, dragging their asses into the end zone. It kind of reminded me of that game his rookie season when he busted his shoulder against the Browns. Uh Uh-huh. And he, like, said, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good. Let me have one more and just fucking unleashed it. That's what it reminded me of. Like, you have the throw to Ebron and Ebron doesn't get out of bounds and Stafford's just like, like look drilling at me. it in his head. Like, get look. the fuck out of bounds. And that's what he does. He says, get out of bounds. And then he had to do it again mm-hmm. with another receiver where he's just like, get out. It's just, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that team did not want to win. They are the Detroit Lions. They well, don't want to win games. History doesn't want them to 0-16, win. 0-16, baby. Yeah. Well, 0-16. If you're the Lions, are you hoping the Rams go 0-16 in L.A.? So people talk about that more because it's the first I don't time know, back in They really in LA. could. By the way they were looking, <laughs> they really could go for it. Uh, but you know what? My my own Chicago Bears don't look that far from it if you just look at the second half of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's okay, Rams fans. I'm right there with you. But it's just, yeah, I mean, if they did not have Matthew Stafford out there, you know, who is, I don't want to say he's an underrated quarterback, but. He's definitely not gotten the love that he probably deserves because of Megatron leaving right mm-hmm. now. But he still well, and they went also out had there. A, they had a huge performance from Theo Riddick. Not of course. necessarily rushing the football, but as a receiver out of the yeah. backfield. I mean, a hundred, you know, a hundred and like eight total yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, if he's not going against a guy like Matthew Stafford, who because of Megatron retiring has gotten kind of unloved, they the Colts would have won that game. Yeah, but now he's got to go up against arguably a tougher defense in Denver. Yes, definitely. Who we but, saw go for the head, or was that just because they mm-hmm. were going up against Cam Newton? But Andrew Luck still does well against he's he's done well against mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos defense in the past. I assume he's going to do well again. Yeah, but it's one of those things where it's. Is this team built enough? And I know you're probably saying, well, Ricky, the offense will be fine because he'll will it. But the interesting thing I look at is that defense against Trevor Simeon. Because to me, Trevor Simeon did not look that impressive. He wasn't Dak nope. Prescott bad, but he wasn't that impressive I don't to think, me. Dak Prescott didn't do bad. He Dak, just did okay. okay. I, I'm, can I go on a little rant about Dak, Dak Prescott really was quick? just like 110% average. Can, can I can I go on a little Dak sure, rant? Sure, knock yourself out. My biggest concern with Dak Prescott, my biggest criticism, you're not going to fucking win football games when you're throwing crossing routes over the middle that go for about 15 to 20 yards at the most to Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. You've got to push the ball down the field, and you got to find Des Bryant. That's what you You're have to do. You're just upset because he's no, on no, your no, fantasy No, 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 no. It has nothing to do. Even, it has everything Fine, screw that. it. Push the ball down the field with Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. You got to push the ball down the field, though. You can't do crossing routes. Give it to your running back. Don't get as much as you thought he would. That's not because, the quarterback's choice, though. But it's, He's not audibling out of there. He doesn't have control of the play. You can push the ball down the field as a quarterback. And every time there was pressure in his face... Only completed one pass. I believe he was one in nine when he was pressured. He, it's. I don't want to get the blame on. I don't think Dak Prescott did well in that game. He was just one hundred ten percent average. I'm not saying he was absolutely terrible, but you have you will not win games if you dink and dunk the ball down the field like that's they Jason did. That's Jason Garrett though. That's Jason Garrett. Like doing they that. did, and that's, that's not. A, that's not. I don't I, want to blame Dak Prescott. Then on I'd that. go. And also as a quarterback, Tony Romo mm-hmm. knows this. And I'm not saying this because he's on my fantasy team. I'm saying it because of the mentality the dude's got in his head. Tony Romo's on your fantasy team? You got, I'm talking about Des Bryant. Okay, good. You got to get the ball to mm-hmm. Des Bryant more than you did because if Des checks out of the game, he's going to be a cancer on that sideline, and you don't want that. You no. got to get him the ball more than one reception. That's my deck mm-hmm. rant. I'm done. Back to Trevor Simeon. Yeah, the, the rookie's got some things to learn. Uh, and at the same time, I think to just wrap up the Cowboys talk that we got right now, Jason Garrett's got to let the boy play. He's got to let him go out there and play because they didn't let him play. Um, they would have lost to the Giants anyways because Eli Manning, better known as equal Manning, he's on a mission this year. Well, they pushed the ball down the field more than the Cowboys did. Well, they got some great receivers mm-hmm. out there. They're going to use them. But when it comes to Trevor Simeon, you know, obviously he's playing a much – worse defense than he just played in Carolina. But still, you know, they didn't really... I don't think he's the answer. And really... They didn't do enough. I mean, C.J. Anderson is the reason why they won that game. C.J. Anderson (sighs) kicked ass. I don't even think C.J.'s the reason they won that game. They could not stop him if they wanted to. Mm, He's not the reason they won that game. They kicked ass. You want to know the reason they won that game? Graham Gano couldn't hit the field goal. That's the reason they won. If Graham Gano didn't kick that first field goal mm-hmm. and was like, oh, you're going to ice me, I'm not going to kick it, I'm going to save it, he would have made it, they would have won that game. Yeah, kickers are an interesting bunch. But, no, I still i am going to give – I know C.J. Anderson was the guy who missed it, but they would not have even been in the position to win that game if it wasn't for C.J. Anderson. The man deserves his credit. He deserves his cake. Give him his cake, Ricky. So – you know, I just don't think that Trevor Simeon, a guy who you know throws two interceptions in the game, uh, I don't think that yeah he threw a touchdown, but two interceptions in the game, I don't think that it's going to be that much better against the Indianapolis Colts who have a bad defense. You know, maybe he'll look fine, mm-hmm. he'll look des- Dak Prescott level of mm-hmm. just average, um, because I do think Dak at least performed better than Trevor Simeon, but Andrew Luck just you know he needs help. He's got to beg his organization to do something to give him help. But what I was in, you know, getting at a while ago is when you're a player who can drag your team into the playoffs, whether they want to be there or not. Like Andrew Luck. Your front office isn't going to change anything because it's no. good enough to make money. And your head mm-hmm. coach, he's not going anywhere because you keep winning him seasons. Well, and that's what it is. And 
with the Colts, it's Chuck Pagano is perfectly fired. Should have been fired, but he's not because the team, like last year was, oh, but you didn't have Andrew Luck. That's why he didn't make the playoffs. And guess he's what? letting the team. The Colts are probably going to get into the playoffs well, this year, barely. I don't want to blame Chuck Pagano for the state that the that the Colts are. No, in. that's Jim Irsay. Yeah, that's not his fault. But you know, but if Pagano <sighs> doesn't have Andrew Luck, he's not making the playoffs as much yeah, as he does. And it's just it's just a shame. And the only the best year the Colts had with Andrew Luck arguably was the Bruce Arian year. Mm-hmm. And I know that's nothing. You can't hold that against Chuck Pagano because. It wasn't his fault that he not. wasn't on the sideline, but then you let that coach walk and look at what Bruce Arians is doing in Arizona. I know that Chicago is still mm-hmm. feeling the pain from uh, not bringing yeah. the hat to well, Chicago. We'll see what happens with John Fox. Not willing to say we're feeling the pain yet. <laughs> I got to wait this season out before I feel the pain. But the last thing I wanted to mention with this kind of Colt Bronco mm-hmm. discussion is I find it funny after one game, one game that the Broncos only won because the other team missed a field goal had nothing to do with the other quarterback actually winning the game. Um, As soon as the game ended, we got comments on our um, Broncos video from the September Mm -hmm. 5th podcast where one was, four wins, though, at least we won the first one. Or, you were saying? Or, so what? Dumb, no-name, blah, blah, blah. You do realize that, A, you won on luck— it's the first game of the season. And the mm. analogy I'm going to use, and this has nothing to do with what happened in the game, the Niners won the first game of the season last year. Hide their season end up. And this year. Not that good. <laughs> yeah. Last I, year it didn't, but last year because we know their end win total. Yeah, for sure. Didn't end up so good. So I just don't think get too cocky. You're... You do have to remember, of course, I mean, C.J. Anderson was great, but you do have to remember that currently your quarterback, you know, one touchdown, two interceptions, under mm-hmm. 200 yards. That's not that good. No, you're not happy with that. You're not happy with that. That's not that good. Uh, not that good. I, I watched that game, and I'm like, yeah, they won, but Paxton Lynch, you know, that week four, maybe? Like, I'm think, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, Paxton Lynch is going to be in this game a lot sooner mm-hmm. than we thought. Same thing with, uh, of course, Jared Goff. He's going to be in here a lot, a lot sooner than we thought because Case Keenum was shit in that game. I mean, the whole team was shit. That team can't Nobody do anything. Nobody is good in that team. Uh, if anybody could dare compete for the Lions' it, 0-16 record, it's that team right it, there. After seeing that game, it confuses me how Jeff Fisher still has a job. He should not have a job. It confuses I me mean, how he has a job. It's just the popular you know, conversation right now that Jeff Fisher shouldn't have the job, but the man's complete mediocrity. Mm-hmm. You know, we're... We've been talking about that a lot so far today, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, in 20 years, you know, 110% mediocre. I mean, he's some seven and nine bullshit, really. Some seven and nine bullshit. Well, the only thing he's got to, to me, to hang his hat on is that Titan Super Bowl run mm-hmm. that they lost. That they lost. That the big reason why they made it to that game was the Music City Miracle. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. The Bills win that game. Yeah. So, really, it's that play. And I know what you're saying. Well, Ricky, in some playoff runs and great seasons, you got to have some luck to go along with things. But just to put the final kibosh on this uh, Colts-Broncos discussion, how do you see this game pulling out in Week 2? What do you see happening between Andrew Luck and the Colts, Trevor Simeon and the Broncos? Yeah, you know, I I think that Trevor Simeon's not going to do that great. Um, I think he'll do better, but I don't think he's going to do great. Even though this defense isn't as tough as he played in week one? No, nowhere near as tough. But, you know, Trevor Simeon's just not going to wow anybody. The thing I was saying about him when we talked about him, uh, maybe a couple podcasts ago or last podcast, is that he's just not good enough in mm-hmm. any one category to really rely on anything. He's just at the average all across the board. Mm-hmm. The thing that they need is they just they honestly need to at some point say we're biting the bullet. Here's Paxton Lynch. We draft him in the first round. At least he's got upside. Let's see what we got. Because I can guarantee you, you know, I, I know the the Denver Broncos fans are feeling good about their life right now, but you guys aren't going to the playoffs with this. Well, there's a lot of I told there. you so's right now. Yeah, coming from Bronco Nation. But guess what? I just looked it up for sure because I forgot how many wins. The Niners had in total, and the Niners beat my Vikings last year on oh, they the first them. game. They killed them, and they still only won five games. 
So yeah. there's still a chance that you guys only win four games this year. Yep. I mean, you can, we can just look at the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Their incredible, what was it, seven-win run? Mm-hmm. They kicked ass at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's week one right now. Let's calm mm-hmm. down. Paxton Lynch is going to be in here you know, before halfway through the season because Trevor Simeon is not holding that job. No, he's not. And I... I think that it would take a very, very stubborn, uh, you know, John Elway for him to hold that job. Extremely I would, stubborn. I would like to say the Colts get this win this week, but it's going to be a harder. It's going to be a harder road. This could be a game where we see like Seahawks, Dolphins, where it's like low scoring. No one's able to do anything because the um, Bronco offense is mm-hmm. anemic because no, of Trevor I, Simeon. And then I do think Andrew that Luck can't CJ do anything. Is going to continue kicking ass, though. Yeah, but do the Broncos eventually? And this is a thing they brought up on the Thursday night broadcast. Do teams eventually start doing what Belichick would do? Fuck it, I'm just going to load the box, have you play between the hashes, because your quarterback can't throw down the field. Yeah, I think they could. Uh, the unfortunate part is, of course, you know what's going to happen with Demarius Thomas, uh, you know Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Those type of guys out there, they can make a quarterback look a little bit better. If they're out there, if they're playing well, if they're mm-hmm. healthy, they can make a quarterback look better. But I don't know I don't know how much they're going to be able to do because like I said, Trevor Simeon is a hundred and ten percent average. I'm I'm ready. You know, just put Paxton Lynch in there. Just do it. Just see Go what the future's it. got. I mean, you can't do that when the guy just, you know, was part of a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but things start going downhill, I think you might do it. But I do, of course, you know, I think that the Denver Broncos probably are going to beat the Colts because the Colts' defense is shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless Andrew Luck goes out there and scores in like two minutes every single time he gets out unless there. Unless he scores like four or five touchdowns, six yeah. maybe. But it's just Denver's defense is too good. I don't know if I see it happening. He's going to get hit a lot in that game. Well, and Colt Bronco fans and anyone listening, I just you guys tell us down below what you guys think about this game. Who's going to get the win? Who's going to get the loss? And what do you see for both the Colts and the Broncos? And, I mean, speaking of quarterbacks who played well, we had a rookie quarterback play very well in week one. And they Carson tend to do Wentz. that recently. And Carson Wentz, to me, had a good game. And I'm not even going to read the stats because, to me, the best thing I saw were those two touchdown passes he had, the most beautiful throws that I could have seen from a rookie, where I was looking at it going, yeah, I might have been right about this kid. Might have been right that Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to turn into something. Not saying like this year he's rookie of the year, even though that was a bold prediction of mine, but down the road could turn into something special Mm -hmm. for an NFL team. Before we get into the Chicago side of it with Philly, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think the Browns, now knowing what they do with RG3 being out, I know they've said, well, we're standing by our decision. If you're in that Browns front office, are you saying to yourself, fuck, we should have taken Carson Wentz? No, because I think if you're in the Browns front office, you know that the Browns are a shitty team. Uh, (laughs) And anybody that beats the Browns should not be taken seriously. Uh, They know that for a fact. No, I I think that the Browns are, are right to say, hey, this was our analysis. This was the information we had. We made the right choice with the information that we had. I think that's perfectly fine. Uh, now, if Carson Wentz goes out there and becomes the next, you know, Brett Favre, the next Peyton Manning, the next mm-hmm. Tom Brady, then yeah, sure, the Browns whiffed on that well, one. Well, the Browns make Brown moves. They they do. They play like the Browns play. Uh, the the thing for Carson Wentz is, yeah, he he's got some good stats out there. You know, two seventy eight yards. 22 for 37, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Got sacked a couple times, but, you know, he's that offensive line's not great. Um, so he did well. He really did. But at the same time, it's not like a Cam Newton, you know, when Cam Newton lit everybody up. I know that this we're saying right now, I think we're saying this was the best performance, like uh, quarterback rating-wise or something like that. For a rookie. For a rookie since Cam Newton. But I look at Cam Newton's play. I look at Marcus Mariota's play recently. You know, I look back to to Russell Wilson when he first got out there, and I'm thinking, I don't really see that out of Carson Wentz yet, though. I think the guy did good, but he didn't make me go, damn, that's going to be a star. You know, like I saw from some of these other rookies. 
but he did great. You know, he did everything you wanted him to do. I just, I'm still going to hold back and say, I didn't, I want to see more out of Carson Wentz before I, before I'm ready to buy. You know, I, I just don't. I was impressed, but I don't know if I'm ready to buy in yet. I am totally ready to buy in. You've been ready to buy in since before the draft. Only because I like what I've seen from the kid, mm-hmm. and I have a good idea of what I think he's going to become. However, I do realize the it's only week one. Yeah, as and we just had that conversation well, in the last podcast. A, it's only week one. B, he played the Browns. And that's why I think this game against the Bears is going to be a bigger test. A bigger, not test, but a bigger proving ground for what we can get from him. Because... It's a tougher defense, mm-hmm. a much improved defense that Chicagoans are very excited about this season. On the pass rush side. And it's on the road. Yeah, I think on the pass rush side that well, helps. Well, that's, that's the but important part. How, the the what thing really comes do, down to... What are you going to do against that pass yeah, rush on the road? All he's got to have going for him, and this isn't really on Carson Wentz as much as it's the offensive line, he just needs that extra second or that but extra But with a mobile second. quarterback, this is the game where, okay, you're going to mm-hmm. probably have to use your legs to get that extra second. Show me what you got, kid. Yeah, because he's going to need – because if he just gets that extra second, that extra half second, mm-hmm. you know, the Jordan Matthews – I know Zach Ertz might not play in this game, but Jordan mm-hmm. Matthews, you know, Aguilar, they can go out there and they can beat the third string, fourth string cornerback that the Bears are playing right now because mm-hmm. uh, the Bears are filled with injuries right at the moment. So they can beat these guys. There's no problem with that. It's just that moment of – does the Bears pass rush play like they're supposed to? And do they kind of get past that offensive line, something they kind of struggled to do against the Texans? Uh, so I don't honestly, I'm a Chicago Bears fan. You all know it. But I, Super don't know Bowl, if Super Bears. I don't know if it's as much of a test for Carson Wentz as we want to believe it is. I They did not test Brock Osweiler at all. They didn't give him much of a test. Yeah, but this is I week two now. Yeah, this is week two. And it's in Chicago Monday night, so it's a primetime game for the Rook. Bears were shit at home last No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, Mm -hmm. for the primetime part of it, it's a primetime game. There could be more nerves as a rookie. For me, it's more of the the on-the-road part Mm -hmm. because, really, you should win. Like, ideally, you should win your eight home games. Mm-hmm. You should win your home games. Those are the games that you should be able to win because they're at home. You get to sleep in your own bed that night. Bears are going to come up to play at home, especially after kind of throwing a dud out there in Houston. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a good test for him. If he plays well this week, I think then we start the more of, okay, maybe this guy could be a serious, a not serious like, wow, he's the greatest thing since sliced bread, but a, wow, they got a solid quarterback. Someone to watch. Yeah. I think that, I mean, I think it's possible, but I there's more to it than just He got Nelson Aguilar in the game. Mm-hmm. A guy last year I drafted in fantasy, he didn't do shit. Yeah. That, the, the magician. That's what I'm calling him. The magician. Yeah. Because he made Kind of looks like one. He made him just fucking appear mm-hmm. after he disappeared. But the thing I want to get into, reeling the Bears into this, should the Bears look at the Eagles? And kind of look at them and go, let's use their model for the future. Let's go find a quarterback that can eventually be like a Carson Wentz for us. Because the big thing, and uh, Shannon Sharp was on the herd, and they talked about it. Rankin talked about it a little bit um, in his reaction video. I have voiced my opinion. You guys know my opinion. I am not like Rankin's. You don't a Jay, like his face. Rankin's a Jay Cutler supporter. Mm-hmm. He's rah rah, get the pom poms out. I'm not. I don't really like Jay Cutler, and it has mm. nothing to do with his personal like appearance. A lot of it has to do with his face. It's more, yeah, it's his face, and it's more of I just don't believe the Bears are going to mm-hmm. win anything with Jay Cutler. Well. Here's the th- here's my thing with this whole argument that, that he's people not, have. He's not great. He's not bad. He is yeah, what he, he is. He is the. He is what he he's is. He's the kind of guy where I would say I don't think you can name 15 quarterbacks you'd rather have. But at the same time, you know I can be I can have people say the same thing to me. Yeah, but I can't name 15 quarterbacks that I definitely would not rather have. He's 
what I'm saying is he's exactly kind of in the middle for a lot of people. He is a guy who is completely in the middle, but for Chicago right now, the whole argument of should they look for something for the future? Or do they need to do something? Should they be grooming a guy? Well, no fucking duh. They should be grooming a guy. He's 33 years old. He's only really have one guarantee here on the contract. I can name exactly 15 and only mm-hmm. 15. That's not the point, Ricky. Well, that's what I looked at. Yeah. It's only- I know that's what you were looking at when I saw you dive into your computer. But- I can only name 15, mm-hmm. though. Can't name 16. But that's my point, right? He is dead in the center. He is dead in the center. Like, can I name through him and tell me what you think? I go ahead, but Tom sure. Brady, uh-huh. like out of the AFC, just list them. Tom Brady uh, and Fitzmagic, mm-hmm. um, Dalton, Big Ben, Andrew Luck, um, Derek Carr, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. You heard Philip Rivers? His I team like, sucks. I like Philip Rivers. Um, Eli Manning or Equal Manning. Equal Manning. Aaron yeah. Rodgers, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Wilson, and Palmer. Mm-hmm. The only I wanted to say Stafford and Romo, but really when you look at it, those two quarterbacks are exactly the like same Cutler. situation. Yeah. They're yeah. Cutler. The only person I would bump out of that is Philip Rivers. Because Philip okay. Rivers has been on some pretty shitty teams. So fourteen to you, fifteen to me. Yeah. But that's exactly my point. Dead in the center. Um so with that being said, you know, the, the big argument for Chicago Bears fans of Jay Cutler comes down to this. There's not a better option. And if the team's going to suck anyways, the other side of it is, well, then let him suck with somebody else. But here's the thing I'm saying. He's 33 years old. The question, you know, no duh, they should be going out and getting someone to groom. They should have been doing that a while ago. They tried to do that multiple times, and it hasn't really been working out. But they didn't draft the right guy. Sure. But that's kind of the thing you do when you're drafting quarterbacks in the third, fourth, fifth mm-hmm. round. You draft some guy, you try and see it for a little bit. Uh, you also pick up some undrafted free agents. We know they've been doing that for a while. Um, so they need to get somebody. They need to do something. But the unfortunate part for the Chicago Bears is, like I keep saying, he's 33 years old, does not have much guaranteed time left on this contract. He's probably not going to be in Chicago for at the very most two years uh, at this point. So... They kind of have to do something. The fortunate thing for the Chicago Bears is the team doesn't really look great right now. If they played like they did in the first half, this is a team that can win a lot of games. If they played like they did in the second half, this is a team who's going to go and win 16. And Kevin Kevin White can't run a simple out route and Jay Cutler throws an INT. That one, I will say, was on White. Yeah, that was Kevin White being like, oh... Maybe I should have studied in that year off I had. Um, But there was a lot of issues. And I actually, you know, I I stand behind this almost all the time of Jay Cutler deserves quite a bit of the blame, but always gets a lot more than he deserves. Quarterbacks in general get more blame than they deserve most of the time. The interception, that one's on Kevin White. Guy got sacked five times. That's never the fault. Well, not I should say it's never the fault of the quarterback, but when the Bears' offensive line has been known to be shitty for years now, mm-hmm. it's getting better. You know, uh, in our group text that we have at MVP, Mike Rankin did call me out when I said that the offensive line was shit, and he's like, "Well, it's just the tackles that are bad, really. All those tackles and the center are bad." Um, well, Whitehair is going to be going through some growing pains because he's a rookie, a rookie uh, and he's also not a center. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just our the well, he's a guard converted to center. yeah the the second year or no the the rookie center or second year center I forget which one he is is injured yeah um, Grasso yeah so but my my statement of course stands on the offensive line. You're only as strong as your weakest link on mm-hmm. the offensive line. That's not something you can have a, a weakness to. But it's just not going to look very good, I think. You know, I was willing to give the Bears some some benefit of the doubt, but I think it's going to I think it's going to take a little bit longer. So the good news with that, if the Bears only win four games, hey, you're right up to the top. Go ahead and draft a quarterback. I'm sure there's somebody there. And you know who you guys can take, which would be fucking phenomenal. And Sean here at MVP would fucking just jizz everywhere. Uh-huh. Excuse me for the language, but it's true. It you guys took Gush- Deshaun Kaiser from mm-hmm. ND, from Notre I would, Dame. I'd hate that. You would hate that? I don't like Notre Dame. I, but it has nothing to do with Notre Dame. This it is has a guy everything who, to do with Notre Dame. This is a guy who completes passes, mm-hmm. scores, 
and can be mobile to get open. Boom, Carson. Like, yeah. that is the blueprint for, I know it's not the exact, like, his body may not be exactly mm-hmm. like Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz, accurate, mobile, yeah. scores. Boom, and it, right it would there. work great for John Fox. It would work great for what a guy like John Fox wants to do. The other thing, of course, that Chicago Bears fans are going to probably be calling for, um, you know, in week five, week six is, hey, there's a certain Jimmy Garoppolo out there who uh, needs a new job. I think there's a better option. Well, not Jimmy, a, not a better option just because of what I think is going to happen. And yet again, Sean here at MVP totally disagrees with me, but I'm on I'm kind of on the Colin Cowherd train. Surprise, surprise. No one's surprised. Where um, Cowherd, basically on one of his shows this week, said that eventually when Garoppolo gets the end of his contract, the Patriots are going to have a decision to make. We talked about this Mm -hmm. last week. And he said that what's going to happen is, and this is all based on what Garoppolo does, if he continues the trend that you just saw, keep him. Build him for the future. Belichick has no allegiances to anybody but Robert Kraft. Doesn't have any allegiances to any certain players. It's going to, to me, I think it's going to be like a Peyton Manning, Brett Favre situation where, hey, Tom, it was nice, but we're going to be more concerned about our future and we can't lose this kid. So, you know what? It may be like, hey, you're the starter this year. You got two years and then we're going with this Garoppolo kid. Just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's going to play somewhere. This is where I dis- I differ from Cowherd. He says he's going to go to the Giants. Not the Giants, the Cowboys. I think, and I don't think that he would go here, but you got to listen to me. I think the Bears should make a pitch for Tom Brady and bring Tom Brady to Chicago. So it can be similar to you know the John Fox-Peyton Manning combo. That's what you're going for. Tom Brady didn't need an offensive line with the Patriots, and he'd have better wide receivers. With he needed well, he needed one last year. He needed one last year, but yeah. he would have better wide receivers mm-hmm. in Kevin White because Alshon may not be here in two years. Yeah. Um, well, I, that's assuming Kevin White learns the route tree. Uh, that would help. Well, I would hope in two years. <laughs> I hope he does too. I hope he does too. For my too. fantasy but you team know what? this I, year, I, I thought he, he would have learned it with the year off that he had last year, but I guess not. Um, Dude, it's too too much reading. It is a lot of reading. He was busy working out. Um, so, eh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I... Eh, it's too much. We're looking too far into the future and too far into into fantasy storylines and Madden storylines right but now But if you for look me. at it, it's not that far into the future only because... How many years did you say Jay Cutler has left? Probably two. How many years until Tom Brady's up? Well, I'm Tom Brady, they like to play with his contract. But no, I'm not saying... And he's going to play till he's 80. I'm not saying... Yeah, he's going to play till he's 80. Mm-hmm. But in two years, I'm saying two years is the market yeah. to where the Patriots say, you know what? We're moving you out. We're moving Garoppolo in. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom at least Brady, you know you can sign you know Tom Brady for like a bag of chips. Yeah. And that's the thing. Why not go for a Tom Brady? Even if you have a young quarterback under, the Bears would totally take Tom mm-hmm. Brady. Like, let's say that... That last year with Cutler, you have a rookie quarterback. Well, look at how many years Aaron Rodgers sat before he came into the league and actually started. You can have him sit behind Tom Brady and get the phase of the game. I'm not saying learn from Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's not teaching him shit. Garoppolo learned. Garoppolo learned by watching, it looked mm-hmm. like, because he's looking he's looking the part, acting the part, saying all the right lines. He's basically Tom Brady after that win on Sunday night. Looks just as good out there. I think in two years, Cutler, you can say bye to Cutler, bring in Tom Brady, kind of like the Jets did with Brett Favre, the Vikings did Mm -hmm. with Brett Favre, like the Broncos did with Peyton Manning. And if John Fox is still in Chicago, he'd be used to it because he worked with Peyton Manning. Yeah, I think we're we're going into fantasy land, obviously, here. I don't see any of this happening. But what I do see happening is the Chicago Bears – they have one or two options. They get things together and they have like a seven and nine season, or they continue to be shit and they win three games. If As lucky. a Bears fan, do you honestly believe you will win anything with Jay Cutler? What does anything mean? I mean, yeah, we'll win games. A, I'll just go for it. Super Bowl. Do you think you'll win a Super Bowl with Jay? I mean, can Jay Cutler play when he's thirty-seven? 
Because if he can play when he's 37, sure, because the team will be good by then, right? Uh, but no, I mean, in the realistic timeline that the team and Jay Cutler have together, the Bears are not going to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. We know that. We know they're not going to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. They're not ready for that. But could they win one more division with Jay Cutler? One more good draft with, you know, with Ryan Pace? Sure, the Bears could win a division. Because Teddy Two Gloves is still going to be, you know, he's going to miss like half of next year. Uh the the Packers, they're obviously a good team. They're always obviously going to be there, mm-hmm. but the Chicago Bears showed that they can beat them. And last we don't year. know are the Lions for real after a Week One overreaction. We still got to wait on that. <laughs> so the thing for the Chicago Bears that I'm most concerned about is John Fox made some dumb decisions out there, not challenging the uh, the one yard run by Brock Osweiler the mm-hmm. sneak. That was obviously not a first down. Challenging a super obvious catch that there was no reason to challenge. You know, it's just that. And, of course, not getting, you know, the team wasn't playing very well. But that you got to blame some of that on coaching in the second mm-hmm. half. That there was no not enough adjustments being made. Uh, couldn't get them to care when they seemed like they had everything going for them. So, I don't know. I, my main concern, and well, Dan Hampton in Chicago is was going down on mm. uh, on these guys saying that get them out of town is hey does John Fox have it in him right now to bring this team back well that's like when we were playing Overwatch me and Rankin were talking about it and Rankin even said is Fox going to be here in two years yeah like does he is he going to get fired before we see the end like because we were talking about Cutler see and the plan is he going to be here and that could happen However, the one thing I did tell him, and I honestly believe the reason that I believe the Jay Cutler supporters, the, like the real strong ones, mm-hmm. are as loud as they are and grasp onto Jay as tight as they do, is because you guys have never had a great quarterback. And this is the best quarterback well, that you guys have had. Era. Yeah, but you guys have had, like, this is the best quarterback that you guys have had in, like, for, I'd say, even our lifetime. Oh, at least for 30 years. And yeah. you're pro- you're sitting there going, hey, you know what? He's good. He's good. He's the best mm-hmm. we've ever had. He is. When he in, holds, like, every record. When in reality, the best that you have isn't that great. Well, you know what, though? There's a lot of great quarterbacks out there. That didn't win Super Bowls. There's a lot of great quarterbacks who played on shitty teams. There's a lot of great quarterbacks who never are going to get the respect that they deserve. Uh, that's just the name of the game, you know. Are you Not everybody. To make a, are you trying to make a case for Jay that he deserves more respect? Well, he does deserve more respect than he gets. That's for sure. I'm not saying that he should get the same amount of respect as, you know, guys who didn't win Super Bowls like Dan Marino, but he deserves the kind of respect that a, you know, uh, that uh, Donovan McNabb got. Donovan McNabb never won anything. And Donovan nope. McNabb went to a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, Jay Cutler was didn't go a, to a game Super- away yeah, from a Super didn't Bowl. Go to one, though. He's still a game away from going but to it. But he didn't go there. Donovan McNabb didn't win a Super Bowl, and we think that Donovan McNabb is the shit, minus that's, his time that, in Washington. That's like saying, hey, I took the girl out. I almost had sex. I don't see your comparison at all because <laughs> well, if this, you're not in the Super Bowl, you didn't yeah, play. But I'm not. That's Donald not what I'm saying. Was I'm not talking about the, in Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl. I'm saying that Jay Cutler deserves more respect. There are mm-hmm. plenty of quarterbacks that don't get to the Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, Ricky. That should therefore ruin the whole Super Bowl argument for all quarterbacks because Trent Dilfer won job. a Super Bowl. He did his job. Rex Grossman got to a Super Bowl, Ricky. Does Rex Grossman deserve our respect? No, he's a <laughs> shitty quarterback. You know he's a shitty quarterback. That's why he couldn't even say it. He is a bad quarterback. He got to the Super Bowl. Well, you, there the, are shitty quarterbacks that get there. There are great quarterbacks that get there and lose. Those there are, are great the, quarterbacks those are the that will never that get there. Got carried by their defense. Yeah. Yeah. And if they were better quarterbacks, they probably could have. Well, mm-hmm. Trent Dilfer did, but if Rex Grossman was a little bit better, they probably should have won that. I mean, if Jay Cutler was on the 2006 Chicago Bears, they probably would have won that Super Bowl. He probably would have still thrown an interception or two, but they probably would have won that Super Bowl. He wouldn't have thrown five. Probably would have thrown an interception or two. But they still would have won, you know? Uh, I just think the thing for – I don't think 
I don't want people to to go crazy on this because I know our our fans have strong opinions, like all fans of the NFL, on Jay mm-hmm. Cutler. The man deserves more respect than he deserves. I just threw Donovan McNabb out there because I think we all universally, looking back, think Donovan McNabb is the shit, uh, even though he had some bad years. But the man deserves more respect than he gets. There's more things wrong in Chicago than just just Jay Cutler. He's probably going to historically get kind of the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. But this team is not very good. Um, He's serviceable. If they win win three games this year – I don't know if I want John Fox coming back because John Fox hasn't really he's shown things to grow. But I think I'm crediting Ryan Pace with more of that than mm-hmm. I am John Fox and Vic Fangio. I'm going to give him the credit, too. I think Vic Fangio is a big reason why this team is doing well. I think also you're kind of freaking out right now because the big thing that and I know we joked about it through the offseason was, oh, mm. you, you know what John Fox likes to do. And uh, he year likes to two. go to the Super Bowl year two. But this team is. Mm-hmm. A no, little I, bit further off than I hope thought. that most people knew that that wasn't actually going to happen. You know, I hope that just like I hope that most people knew I was sarcastic with my Super Bowl, you know, selection of the Dude, Bears. Never, never be sarcastic. Sixteen with, and zero. Never be sarcastic with Super Vikes or the Super perfect Vikings. season. Eighteen and one. Super Bowl Super Vikes. Yeah. So I, I just I hope that people knew that. But no, I think that the problem with John Fox is he's a guy who's had so much success. So we expect that he can bring success to the Chicago Bears. And so far, the thing that we're all kind of saying is situation. same old team. You know, it's this, it, there's not much of a difference in talent level than what we're seeing with than what we saw with Phil Emery and Mark Tressman. There's not that much different in Chicago right now. So that's the thing that I think is upsetting Bears fans. They're saying we got rid of those guys and rebooted. And we're not any better than we were when they were here. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the big issue for the Chicago Bears fans. Answer the question from a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Should they model after what Carson Wentz, uh, what Philadelphia got out of Carson Wentz? I think they have to. If they get a high draft pick, they have to draft a quarterback. I mean, they have to draft a quarterback in the first round, I think, anyways. You know, they got to get a good one, obviously. Even if they're in the middle of, let's say they're in the middle, like didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But if they're like they're a 7-9. Right yeah. A quarterback they could go with that'll probably be there. They could go Chad Kelly mm-hmm. from Old Miss. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, <laughs> but, no, I, I think that the Chicago Bears are in the unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. that They kind of, they need somebody or they have to get some answer. Yeah. In the offseason. Well, it's just the Jay Cutler era is coming to an end. And, yeah, uh, we all knew it would. Bears fans, I feel like you guys just got to accept it now before mm-hmm. it actually happens. Well, I, I don't know why anybody would not be accepting the fact. He's old, guys. He's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. You can't expect a quarterback to live well, forever. Not hey, everybody's Tom Brady. It's kind of like Sean Anderson thinks Tom Brady's going to play till he's 80. Yeah, I mean, well, he will. Tom Brady will play till he's 80. <laughs> At the Chicago Bears lock up Tom Brady, though, I mean, we got a quarterback for the next, you know, 50 Decade. years. The next multiple decades. He's the next playing, 50 years. He's playing until 500. Yeah, I mean, so we're good. Yeah, he's going to defy age and live to 1,000. He'll play, play till to the end of the NFL when it becomes flag football. <laughs> Uh, but before I uh, end all this podcast, we've been rambling for quite a bit. Is mm-hmm. there anything we missed with this Eagle Bear discussion? Oh, anything sure. about the game you're looking forward to? Uh, no, I mean, I am looking forward to seeing can they repeat some of the success that we saw in the first quarter. Can they win on primetime? Um, the Bears actually, as long as they don't play the Packers, they do pretty decent on primetime. <laughs> they just can't play the Packers on primetime because then they're going to get fucked. Um no, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Carson Wentz. Uh, is he actually anything? Mm-hmm. You know, because he did look impressive. And now he's not playing the Browns. So Are we going to see more? Test. Yeah, I, I still, I still don't want to get too much credit there uh, to the Chicago Bears. Give you guys more credit than the Browns, man. You're not the Browns. No, we're not the worst franchise in the NFL. Well, we in a lot of power rankings right now. We're competing for, with the Browns right now for like the dead last <laughs> spot. So we're competing for the twenty nine thirty spot mm-hmm. right now with the Browns. So I don't know. We're gonna see. I'm just. I'm ready to move on from week one. Yeah, yeah, but that's gonna do it for our the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. Let us know down below what you guys thought about anything we talked about today. The Bengal Steelers discussion, the Colts Bronco discussion, then the Eagle Bear discussion at the end, and that big long Jay Cutler fest. 
that we had at the end. I don't know if we can call it a Jay Cutler fest because Mike Rankin wasn't here waving mm-hmm. the pom-poms around, but we might get him in next time, and he'll do another reaction. I believe Tuesday is when he's going to record that reaction for you guys. But thank you guys for checking out the Onside Kick. Follow us on Twitter, Ricky Widmer, and the with two E's, Mark Weber. Make sure to hit us up on Patreon, patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. I want to thank you guys one last time for listening. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at most valuable pod for more great podcasts.